Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. Um, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and shift gears now and move to my friend Glenn East, the superintendent of schools for the Gulfport School System. And we'll go ahead and bring Glenn in. But, Glenn, you got to hear kind of the tail end of that conversation <clears throat> with Lee Bond, the CEO of Singer River Health Systems. Whew, man, the heroes around us. And one of the things that he said that so I, I, it's hard to hear, actually. And he said that what they were seeing before was that a lot of people brought food to the to the nurses and the doctors and the professionals that were taking care of people. And it was all this kind of community outpouring and whatever. And what he senses, to, he doesn't see that now. What he senses today is that people sort of become numb to it. And that's a real, real shame because, you know, he, as he reported, he has more people admitted in his hospitals now than he did in the original surge of, of, uh, of COVID. And he's praying that we see that we see less um, cases in the, in the near future. But if you just do the, the exponential math, it's not good. He told the story of an 18-year-old who had an underlying heart condition, didn't even know th that they had that, and has passed away with COVID. And, you know, the, the average age is down tremendously. My, my wife took our grandkids for their annual um, um, checkup. My, my daughter is a school teacher and couldn't do it, so my, my, my wife did it. And the pediatricians told her that the number of cases that he's seeing is just unbelievable. And then my daughter went to her doctor, Dr. Mataka, very terrific doctor in Biloxi. And he said the number of cases he's seeing is unbelievable. But it's, we're, we're in a bad spot right now. And you're seeing it in the Gulfport School System, aren't you, aren't you uh, uh, Glenn? Most, most definitely, Ricky. It's, uh, you know, I, I think we kind of started off thinking that we were going to be a little more normal or kind of stay the same. I call it the COVID normal, where, you know, you kind of, you were kind of settled in that we had to deal with this and that all of a sudden it, 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 it popped us. I mean, you know, we started off by encouraging families to wear masks, not a mandate at all. And then by the, you know, the, the second Monday, the second full week, our numbers were the point that we had to take care of our children and, and require everybody to mask up. So I, the, the same data that Lee was talking about earlier, we're seeing in the school system. And, and, and then again, I also want to make sure we're teaching math, science, English, and social studies. So it's really a different uh, look at how things are going forward. This variant is definitely different than the, the original first year. Yeah. And they say, they say, obviously they said this over and over again, and, and we're hearing it from all the local physicians that it is incredibly more contagious. And so whereas the first strain, you, you, one person could uh, in fact, maybe two people on average. Now it's seven to nine people can be, or maybe more in certain circumstances. But it's uh, it is it is uh, very contagious. And with that, then you can start to do sort of the exponential math on that. And you know, when you look at your numbers, I, I don't know if you have a, a read on the exact situation that you're facing today. But when you look at whatever the numbers are, you're looking at, it feels different, doesn't it? It definitely does, and, and I've got our numbers. We, we do that every day uh, around noon or every other day, really, and call the schools. So our first week of school, I left and went and spoke to the Rotary Club on Thursday. We had 12 positive cases. That's kind of that's kind of COVID norm for last year starting off. By the time I got back from that meeting, 
58 positive cases. And on Friday, when we went home from school, I was at 102. And I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to get a guy that we always did the, the, the uh, reporting last year. I don't think we had 102 the entire second semester of school last year. So in, in that piece, I, and I may be off 20 or 30, but it's close. I, that 102 is larger than what we had at the end of the year last year coming out. So we had to do something different. So we've, we would, again, we've required folks to mask up. And, and like Mr. Bond was saying, we got both sides of the coin, you know, talking and trying to do things. But at the end of the day, it, it's our role in the district to take care of every child. And, and that mask is an outstanding layer of protection um, for our students. It's uh, it, what do you? I, I bet it's tough being in your position these days. I mean, it was tough before because you're getting hit from so many different directions. You know, the medical community and teachers and parents and you know the the whole nine yards. Kind of give me a sense of what your world's like these days, and and all, the, all these decisions that you have to make on on the turn of a dime. Let, let me say, uh, Ricky, you, you know me well. I, I enjoy coming to work every day still, even with all this going on. I yeah. enjoy the day. Yeah. But, you know, you're talking about children and their lives, and parents are, are, are possessive of their children, rightfully so. Uh, the difference now and the pressure that we're seeing now is, is there's more of a, of, a, of a questioning of why things are going on. Because I think there has been some misinformation out there, and so parents are trying to figure out what to do. But we've tried to stay steady and taking care of our students. So the pressures that we're putting now is you have the group that wants to be masked and the group that doesn't want to be masked. Um, you've got students getting sick that chose, whose families chose not to mask. And I, I can almost, you know, I, I got to believe that most of the time when you say, well, if you had the mask, they just started wearing the mask earlier, had they really known? I think there was like this sense of we're kind of immune to this. It's not as big as we thought it was. So those pressures come in from that side. And then, you know, we, we have a set of nurses and doctors that we talk to. Those are the experts. Those are the ones that this, this is about their world, their training. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with math, science, English, and social studies, but I'm not going to tell you what to take an aspirin or, or whatever the case may be. So they know that. And, and, and when, you're, when your team says, Mr. East, we got to mask up, or which thing's going to get out of control, to, it's going to get out of control quickly, you've got to listen to that. And all that other stuff doesn't have it, it, it matters because we want to talk about it, but it doesn't matter when it comes to protection of public health of 6,400 children and the adults that serve them. So it has been different in that it's been a lot more back and forth since school started for us that was not there last year. You know, last year we had a plan, we worked it, folks were somewhat happy. This year it's more some back and forth. I think it's out of, uh, I don't want to say fear. It's out of communication, it's out of miscommunication. And then of course, as a parent, you're always fearful. So I guess fear is part of it. You want to take care of your children and, and we need to take care of our teachers and adults too. So it's been a lot more back and forth this year. What um, I think the other thing is that it's a swirl of things, actually, because we came, you know, we had the big peak before, had a, a second wave or whatever, and then things settled down. The economy's rocking again. We get the vaccine. People start getting the vaccine. And suddenly, you know, this thing way away, we start hearing, what is this Delta variant thing? And before we know it, it's kind of like landing here. In the meantime, th during that law, people got a chance to read a lot of misinformation. 
a lot of misinformation. And I'm touched by you know, what, what I've tried to do, and you know this very well, but and, and I talk about it all the time on my show, but you can't shame someone to get the vaccine. You can't strong arm, arm them to get the vaccine. There's a certain percentage, as, as Lee Bond just pointed out, that's not going to get the vaccine. But there's still a large number of people who are undecided, who who certainly had access to a lot of misinformation that's raised their doubt you know, to a high degree. But what I really kind of focused on is trying to get the best information I can out there. I, I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm, I'm, I have the opportunity to have access to some of the best doctors on the coast and, and hospital administrators who are passionate, passionately involved in the day-to-day and see with their own eyes like Lee Bond. But when Dr. Conger talks about things like what he referred to as bedside regret, people who sort of were exposed to maybe some you know, conspiracy theories and whatever, they didn't get the vaccine and now they're on their deathbed and they're begging, you know, they're saying, if only I had gotten the vaccine. I don't know how to get that message out. I I don't know how to get people to understand that 99% of the doctors on earth recommend the vaccine. You have, you know, Russian and Chinese and other, all these conspiracy theories that are flying into our social media feeds. And the way that artificial intelligence works is that if you show a tendency towards certain kinds of information, it starts feeding more of that information to you. And it, you know, the repetitive nature that soon convinces you that everyone in your world agrees with you about the the fact that Pfizer is a bioweapon. I mean, you know, obviously it's not, but that's the kind of stuff that people are sharing. And, I, you know, they'll send it to me and say, you know, why don't you get the truth out on the, on the Internet? And what I'm trying to focus on is just getting people like yourself who are on the ground, who see it, who've been advised by people who really know what they're doing and get hospital administrators and doctors and a wide range of people. I have a, the CEO of Select Hospital that's going to be coming on. He, he's involved in a step-down unit in Gulfport that when you're in ICU for an extended period of time, you go there. It's more than just recovery uh, rehab, but it's, it's, it's essentially, well, we'll learn more about Select here soon. But you have all these people that are engaged in this, and they see it with their own eyes, and they know it's not a lie, and they know that people have been terribly misled. And I believe that if people can get the, the most accurate and best information out there, that they'll make a, they'll make the right decision. And you have to, you, you know, you face a lot of uncertainty and misinformation in what you're doing. I, I'm, I'm sure that you felt, probably feel overloaded at times with misinformation. How do you deal with that? I, I deal with it like going to the experts, uh, the same way I deal with, with teaching math, science, and social studies. Doctors are the experts. And, and Ricky, I have to focus this district has to focus on the 6,400 children and the families we're responsible for. And the data that comes from that group is what I think keeps us grounded. So then you start asking the experts. You start asking those, that, as you say, those nurses that are there every day that work through this issue every day. Those are the ones you have to work with. And you have to trust that the data and what those experts are telling you is the truth. And so what the data is telling us right now is the truth. We had very few cases of flu last year, very few cases of uh, strep throat, which in an elementary school is the number one, number one sickness that goes through a school year. We didn't have that last year. We didn't have it because I think we would mask up. So we're trying very hard to listen to those doctors and make the right decisions. Why don't we do this? We'll come back in the final sec- segment and kind of wrap it all up with Glenn East, the superintendent of Gulfport School System. And so we'll see you right after this break.
also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to the final segment of Coast View. Normally you'd be hearing Jeff Duncan uh, during this segment. We recorded Jeff Duncan uh, today, and uh, but we'll, we're going to play Jeff on Monday. The urgency of the message from both Glenn East, the superintendent of schools from Gulfport School System, and from Lee Bond, the CEO of Singer River Health System, is too important to delay their message until next Monday. So you, know, you can tune in next Monday and see a wonderful conversation with Joe Spragans, uh, who's head of the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources, and uh, Jeff Duncan. Uh, be, be, uh, those are terrific conversations. Um, Glenn, I shared this on the air a couple of times this week. I had a, the opportunity to spend an hour with John Harrison. We talked a lot about community leadership, et cetera. But Margaret Wheatley said this, there is no power for change greater than a community discovering what, what it cares about. What I, what I know what I know in that statement, there is no power for change greater than a community discovering what it cares about, is that coastal Mississippi is a special place. It's in our DNA to be resilient. It's in our DNA to care about each other. We've been down and out so many times. And when we're the, at the most down moment, we come in and we take care of each other and we care about each other. And with COVID and the way that this thing is you know, spreading because of the contagious nature of Delta, I hope the community begins to have a great more power uh, for change as it relates to getting the vaccine and discovering that, that we're back in sort of that moment again when we got to care about each other. We got to make sure that each other is safe. You may not have symptoms, but you can be anti, you know, you cannot have any symptoms and still have COVID and give it to someone you love or someone you care about. So I hope that we can find that place. I know you guys, you, you're, you're not just stopping with putting the mask on. There's other things that you're doing to try to help move this thing along. Why don't you share some of that? So, so the latest thing we're doing is we'll remind everyone that uh, on Saturday, we're giving another round of vaccines for, you know, our students and anybody else that's interested. Memorial Hospital is doing that for us. So we're giving our second dose to a group of students and also our first dose to a group of students. Uh, Bert Jenkins Gym, 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock on Saturday morning. And, and, and the other thing is we're just having conversations. You know, we talked earlier about the, the back and forth and we're just having conversations. We're, we're trying to let individual and understand it is about our resiliency. It is about doing what's best for our little community, our part of the world, and and hopefully it spreads from here across the state and, and maybe even across the nation. But even though you disagree, you can have that good conversation, work through it, and we may disagree at the end, but we're going to put the mask on and get through it and then do what we have to do to take care of our children in my world. So that's that's our teachers are working hard. There, there are a lot. There's, we're working on math, science, because associated. I said that for three times, but also trying to take care of this COVID piece too. And there's a little fear there. There is some, some, and, and, and some anxiety that we're battling through this year. It was different than last year. But keeping the conversation going, talking, don't shutting somebody out for a different opinion. Have the conversations is what creates that resiliency and trust at the end of the day. And yeah, I talked to. to uh, I asked uh, off the air. I asked Lee Bond. Did he feel like he was in the twilight zone? And he said, "Yeah, it feels pretty surreal." And I'll, I'll ask you know, he, I asked him that off the off the uh, 
you know, in between segments. But do you feel like you're kind of in the twilight zone in a way? That's, that's a pretty good metaphor for where we are right now. Isn't it? It, it is very surreal. Uh, it is, it is, but it's also, again, back to the point we were trying to make earlier. People are stepping up. People are having a good, tough conversation. People are trying to solve the problem. And at the end of the day, we can't dislike each other. We have to work through this together for the sake of the kids on the coast, our families, and so on and so forth. So let's keep let's keep leading, let's keep talking, and let's keep let's keep building that trust level. Well, why, hey, let me I'll say let me just say this. What what I know about you, and I've known you for a long, long, long time, is that you're a good leader. And good leaders are about you know, stepping up when when the going gets tough. It's about it's about you know inspiring others and and telling people no matter what the situation is, you can handle the current situation. And you know, I bet a lot of teachers are going, oh, please, Lord, don't tell me we're back in this situation again. And now, kid, more kids are going to get it. And uh, you know, it's uncertainty. You know, scares people. It's just that's just so natural. It's natural to be concerned. It's natural to have anxiety. Um, that's why we have to rely on our leaders. That's why we have to rely on people like you, Glenn East and Lee Lee Bond and John Harrison and uh, you know Anthony Wilson at Mississippi Power and a long number of other people who lead very large organizations to say, hey, look, this too will pass. You know, we're we're in touch with the with the experts. And here's what we're going to do, and you know we're going to get through this. But a part of a lot of what you do is this, is is what you said m- numerous times during this conversation is just listen to people, and and just try to calmly communicate with them what you know about the situation, and this too will pass, won't it, Glenn? Most definitely, and we know that, and that's what makes us resilient. We 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 we've been through battles before. Uh, I will say again, like I said before, I'd rather be doing the hurricane recovery than this, but we've been through those kind of issues before. We know at the end of the day, we're all about each other and we just got to keep boosting each other up. Uh, and, and you're right. We, we kind of fooled ourselves and we came to the school kind of regular at first and kind of, you know, and then the mask went back on, but they know it's important and it's going to happen. Keep the conversation going, keep asking for advice. And I think we'll be fine as a Gulf Coast and, 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 and my little 6,400 corner of the world here. <laughs> Well, Glenn East, uh, Superintendent of Schools from Gulfport School System, thank you for your leadership. Thanks for joining us today. And, um, you know, part of leadership is being able to turn on a dime. And you, you got to watch the statistics and tell you what that's all about. And we got to watch the st- statistics in the, in the hospitals as well, which is extraordinarily alarming. And, you know, what you can do is you know, do whatever you got to do to to understand whether the vaccine is right for you, but I hope more people get the vaccine. The rate of vaccine is going up, but it's not going up anywhere near where it needs to be. If you want to protect yourself and your family, you got to strongly consider it. Let me just tell you that and quit listening to the conspiracy theories for goodness sake. Please stop that. Get out of the dark web and start feeding your mind good, full of positive information and, uh, and make some good decisions. God bless you, my friend. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Right, absolutely. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.